The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I'm glad that you're joining us today, glad that you're listening with us here at Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful that you are participating here with us at the Spirit of Recovery. We love getting your comments through email, and you can always visit us on the Spirit of Recovery Facebook page and a post on our wall. And uh, we love hearing from you. We know that we are touching your heart and your mind and uh, that our guests are giving you things that are getting you thinking, that are giving you new ways to deepen your recovery and your spiritual walk. And thank you for letting your friends and the people in your recovery circles, in your unity community, know about Spirit of Recovery. We're glad that you're getting the word out. It's great to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery here on Unity.fm, Unity Online Radio. And uh, know that every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community. Our guests are down to earth. They're knowledgeable. They're innovative. They're people who are really involved in their own spiritual growth. They're either in recovery themselves or they work with or write for recovering people. And a lot of times all the above. And they're bringing you wonderful spiritual insights that are authentic um, and that are coming from their own experiences. They're bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. Know that uh, you can always hear Spirit of Recovery at any time if you go to the Spirit of Recovery archives, and that's unity.fm backslash programs backslash Spirit of Recovery. You can hear it, uh, our programs. We've got over a year's worth of programs. You can listen at any time. And also, you can now listen to Unity FM Radio, to Spirit of Recovery, or to any of the other wonderful programs on your mobile listening device. So there are lots and lots of ways that you can connect with Unity.fm online radio and with Spirit of Recovery. Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place, and we know that recovery is a large tent. So if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member, or if you're the family member or friend of someone that has the disease of addiction, whether or not they're in recovery, or whether you're simply uh, curious and interested in the recovery process, we welcome you and we welcome your participation in our discussions. My name, again, is Anna Schaus. I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister and an Addictions Counselor. Also, I'm a person who has, in my circle of love and friendship, many people with the disease of addiction. And almost 31 years ago now, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth, recovery, and spiritual development. And my walk is a continuing integration of unity principles, recovery principles, and my life does keep getting better. It keeps getting deeper and richer, and I am very grateful for that. I love being able to share with you about recovery process, about spirituality, and to bring you wonderful, wonderful guests. 
So today, our topic is Second Chances. That's a wonderful topic for our Easter season because this idea of Easter, this experience of uh, resurrecting to our God nature, to our Christ nature, as we talk about it in unity, is really all about Second Chances. And that's sure what recovery is about. Recovery is a lot like a resurrection. And that uh, what happens to us is that brittle outer shell of our lives cracks open and it reveals the real life that lives inside of us. And today my guest is Mark Fuss. And Mark is a person who's going to be sharing with us today what happens when uh, life breaks apart and uh, finding out that it's not so important about what's breaking down, it's what's breaking through. Mark is a recent graduate of Unity Institute, the Unity Ministerial Program. He is an ordained Unity minister, and he serves as an admissions representative or the admissions representative for our ministerial programs in Unity. He has a real passion for Unity spiritual education, and um, he has a wonderful uh, path that he's going to be sharing with us today here. His uh, journey to consciousness began in some interesting ways, and um, he has uh, some real depth of experience and uh, some a loving heart to share with us, and he's going to talk with us about these second chances. So, Mark, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you, Anna. It's good to be here. Glad you're here. So, I know that um, your journey, uh, your call to your spirituality started a long time ago, and um as with uh, many of us, it started in, in kind of a way that maybe today looks a little like, wow, I, I wouldn't have expected that <laughs> was where my life got going or my spirituality got going. But uh, all kinds of paths open us up. So how did you get begin to wake up to uh, your spiritual awarenesses? Well, you know, I was raised in a, in a, uh, a traditional uh Faith and uh, was in a very church-going family, and and really uh, reveled in the the process of church, and uh, went away to seminary at age eighteen, uh, and uh, really just had a a real crisis of faith. Um, and it was after uh, twenty years of uh, addiction and wandering the wilderness, if you will, that uh, there were a number of things that really sparked my spiritual journey. I wanted to say it returned me to my spiritual journey, but I think every every experience that I've ever had was part of that spiritual journey. But there were a number of things. Um, uh, a book, uh, The Celestine Prophecy, was one of the, the important tools that opened my mind to uh, something spiritual but not religious. Because of my early childhood experiences, I was determined that I was uh, not going to be involved in religion. Um, but I was very open to something spiritual. And so there were a number of things, from the books to uh, just a, uh, that, that resurrection moment, you know, where you realize there has to be something different. Right. You bring up an interesting concept there, that the concept of spiritual, not religious. And I know this is a term that's kind of gotten popularized mm-hmm. in the last several years. I heard a, a speaker recently um, talking about the cons- what's, what they're seeing now when they do research is people are saying they want to be or they feel like they are and want mm-hmm. to be spiritual and religious. Right. What would you, how, would you, uh, how would you interpret that? Well, you know, it's interesting. It just, in a nutshell, for me, you know, I associated religion or religious with dogma. You must do this, um, and you must do this to be saved. For you know, f- whatever the the dogma was, the thing, and I rebelled against that uh, for for many years. And spiritual to me meant um, connection. It meant uh, affirmation. It meant uh, drawing out the, the best in me. And that's certainly what I found when I uh, came to Unity. Um, but I also see exactly what what you're talking about, that people are spiritual. It's about the affirmation. It's about the connection. Um, it's about the unfolding of, of their spiritual journey. But I also see a hunger for... Um, a, a little more structure 
um, which I would associate with the religious part of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting how how that comes. It's mm-hmm. like figuring out how do we be in in community and how do we have some structure without that becoming oppressive. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So um, what is one of the truth teachings or the unity teachings? We talk about truth, and we, when we speak of it in unity, we don't mean it as a dogma. We mean it as an experience. Um, right. But what's something um, about the unity philosophy that feeds you and feeds your recovery? Well, I think one of the first things that really landed for me, um, you know, I first began my journey of sobriety, from drugs and alcohol uh, back in 2000. And uh, basically, you know, I had arrived at that moment in my life where I had to do something different or I wasn't going to be here on the face of the earth. And I did it uh, basically on my own. Um, It was a very lonely journey um, before I found uh, a support group in in a unity church. Um, But... The, the teaching that really resonated with me was changing, change your thinking, change your life. And really looking at the negative tapes that I played over and over, what I would call, you know, it's not really thinking, it's mentation. It's just those, those tapes that play over and over that I was not worthy, that I was not good enough. Um, and so, so that was the first, uh, Unity teaching that really, really made a huge difference in my life. And I didn't know it as a unity teaching um, when I first stumbled across it. Right. You know, I know that um, a lot of times when people are in in the midst of, of an act of addiction, mm-hmm. that they're hearing out, as you said, thoughts about themselves or um, an attitude toward life that's not really helping them. But a lot of times... They don't know that, and right. and a lot of times people can be successful. They can look good on the outside, but on the inside, things aren't going so well. What what was that like for you? Well, you you basically just described a lot of my life. You know, I spent twenty years on the roller coaster of addiction, and uh, for much of that time, I was uh, high functioning. I had a great career. Lived in New York City. Worked for some amazing companies. Um, and, but it was, it was that roller coaster. No matter how often I built something wonderful and, uh, had amazing achievements, I never believed that about myself. It was always that if they, if they really knew me, um, they wouldn't think that way. And so much of that was ingrained, you know, at a very early age, um, from my experiences. And I still, you know, I still, uh, work with some of that even today. Mm-hmm. That self sense of self worth. Self worth, absolutely. And you know that's the that for me has been the gift of unity and new thought spirituality is that affirmation that I am some part of God made manifest. I am part of uh, God expressing on earth. Right. You know one. Um, thing i don't know uh, if this plays into it or not but sometimes it uh, a concept of god may be a more uh, traditional or a mm-hmm. uh, concept of god that sees god as outside of oneself outside of people can play into that uh, problem that people have with self-worth i don't know how do you see that well, absolutely, because uh, when it's an external god, especially a god of judgment and anger, um, you know, which was certainly the the hellfire and brimstone that I was raised on, and that's not to say that in that traditional experience there wasn't a whole lot of love. You know, I can look back on my early traditional religious upbringing, and I value those experiences. Um, but but it was very much that external, angry, judgmental God. And that shift to, um, the, I think the, the phrase that I first heard in the Unity Church was, there is no spot where God is not. Uh, wherever you are, God is. And that was something, I, you know, I couldn't wrap my mind around it when, we, when I first heard it, um, but it really resonated with my heart. Right. It's, it's, uh, like that, uh, 
feeling of of how could that be? I mean, if you're so used to thinking of God as as out there and and somehow you don't really have a part of God, or it's, or it's conditional, or God will will like you if you do this, that, or the other thing. It's it's a big shift. Right. It really is. And I remember I've shared before the first time I heard uh, the affirmation, I behold the Christ in you, uh, the woman that said it to me, I, I had to resist the urge to look around and see who she was talking to because that wasn't the picture that I held of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the thinking about second chances, it's uh, like – because you did uh, enter into the recovery process, mm-hmm. that you got a, a second chance at life or you got a, a chance at life, I guess, in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's certainly not to say that it was easy, but it, there, was, there were so many things that supported me um, in that second chance. Um, you know, the spiritual community, the, the idea of using meditation and calming my thoughts and, um, o- opening myself. I remember there was an, another affirmation that our minister gave us that I am a powerful, creative, spiritual being. And at the time that I first heard that affirmation, I was in a job that did not feed me. Uh, it was a, uh, it, it was not a good fit for my skill set. And I would drive to work every morning reciting that affirmation. I am a powerful, creative, spiritual being. And I would say it over and over, and I did not feel it when I first started saying it. But I realized after weeks of affirming that, I began to, to feel it. Uh, and and it certainly outpictured. It wasn't long after that that I um, had the opportunity to interview for a position that was uh, a wonderful fit for my skill set. How does that work? You know, some mm-hmm. people think, oh, affirmations are just sort of like magic or whatever, and <laughs> and or other people think, well, it doesn't work or. or what? How, why, how does it work, you think? Well, you know, it's, it goes for me, it goes back to those negative tapes. Um, if I'm overplaying over and over that, you know, uh, this will never happen for me, um, I, for me, those are affirmations are affirmations. They're self-affirming. And if I stay in that negativity, um, chances are that those things really will never happen. And for me, it's it's about changing consciousness as much as it is changing thoughts. If I'm conscious of, of my own self-worth and my skill set, then I'm much more likely when I step into an interview situation to, to, to be comfortable and to show up well. Right. So you're projecting a different uh, sense of self, really. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that that I think that's really important. Um, you know, we talk uh, about denials and affirmations uh, in unity, and the denial is just that that thought that holds no power over me, and the affirmation is turning that around and putting. You know, putting it into positive language, and I know we we we're accused of being a little Pollyanna-ish, but uh, shifting the the thoughts and the underlying feelings, I think, is the key to uh, uh, really making an affirmation work. Right, and it's so important right now. Um, where there are people uh, that with high, that are highly skilled and highly experienced uh, that are having out of work experiences, and um, the it's a you know a wonderful opportunity to uh, shift that that no matter you know what it, it seems to be on the outside or what the factual conditions are of this of our economy that uh, by shifting consciousness one can change the experience. Yes, yes. So here we go. It's time for our break. And um, stay with us. Listeners, we'll be right back with my guest, Mark Fuss, talking about second chances.
As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Anytime a situation seems confusing or hopeless, most likely I am viewing it from a perspective of human limitation. Instead, I have the innate power to see any circumstance from a spiritual perspective by turning to God in prayer. If I am seeing only problems and not solutions, illness and not wholeness, lack and not abundance, I sit quietly in the silence and reestablish my oneness with God, affirming wisdom, wholeness, and abundance. I begin to see things differently, at one with infinite possibility. I scale the heights of human awareness and view the world as from above, expressing oneness with God in all that I think, say, and do. I allow my spirit to soar. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. Have you ever noticed that life is filled with amazing people? People who are passionate about being alive and fully engaged in living on purpose and with intention. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on Unity Online Radio. Each week, we bring you an hour of inspiration and motivation to empower you to be the best you you can be. Listen in and open up as we present some of the most dynamic teachers, authors, musicians, and celebrities that are living the life extraordinaire. Spirituality Today, every Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, where life is good, and so are you. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Second Chances, and my guest is Mark Fuss. Today we're talking about that idea that um, we recovery is like resurrection, that it's like that second chance or a real chance at living. And um, we are, uh, Mark, my guest here, is a unity minister. He is a person who's been in recovery now for many years, and he's sharing with us his recovery journey and um, what it's like to live that real life that's underneath the brittle shell that we sometimes cover ourselves with. But before Mark and I return to our talking here, I want you to share with me a serenity moment, if you would, and I invite you to relax to feel that peacefulness that uh, lives within you, and to share with me this constructive idea. Every moment is a new beginning for me. I am constantly renewed. I accept a full and good life. Every moment is a new beginning for me. I'm constantly renewed. I accept a wonderful full and good life and so it is thank you friends for joining with me on the serenity minute and I do hope that you experienced that moment of serenity and that you felt that peace that lives within you so Mark again thank you for being with us today and for sharing with us about this idea of second chances this idea of finding your real life underneath the brittle shell. 
you have a story that you enjoy telling about that. I do, I do. Um, the story is called A Chronology, and this is the, the Mark version. I first came across the story in a little book called The Wisdom Way of Knowing by Cynthia Bourgeau. But the the story just seemed to leap out of the book, and I've used it uh, many, many times since. And it goes like this. Once upon a time in a land not so far away, there was a kingdom of acorns nestled at the foot of a grand old oak tree. And since the citizens of this kingdom were modern, fully western acorns, they went about their life with a purposeful energy. And since they were midlife baby boomer acorns, they engaged in a lot of self-help courses. There were seminars called Getting All You Can Out of Your Shell. And who would you be without your nutty story? There were woundedness and recovery groups for acorns which had been bruised in their fall from the great tree. And there were spas for oiling and polishing those shells and various acornopathic therapies to enhance longevity and well-being. One day, in the midst of this kingdom, there suddenly appeared a naughty little stranger, apparently dropped out of the blue by a passing bird. He was capless, and he was dirty, and he made an immediate negative impression on his fellow acorns. And to make things worse, crouched beneath the mighty oak tree, he stammered out a wild tale. Pointing up at the tree, he said, We are that. Delusional thinking, obviously, the other acorns concluded, but they continued to engage him in conversation, and they said, So tell us, how do we become the tree? Well, he said, pointing downward, it has something to do with going into the ground and cracking open the shell. Why, that's insane, they responded, T totally morbid. Why, then we wouldn't be acorns anymore. And the moral of the story really is that an acorn is a seed. Its nature and its destiny is to become an oak tree. And and the the resonant teaching for me is that we too, as individuals, are seeds. It's our nature and our destiny to become. There's a wonderful quote by uh, the writer, Unity writer, Emily Cady in Lessons in Truth, and she says that we are each some part of God made manifest. And, and that, for me, just really encapsulates the heart of the Unity teachings, that we are all part of creation. We're all part of that becoming. Um, and when that thought, that idea took root in me, and it continues to grow, um, that for me really is the heart of what I call the gospel of unity, the, our good news. Right. Yeah, that's a powerful story. How does that empower living to know that that we're more than a, than an acorn. That we're more than an acorn. Well, you know, it, it, the interesting point is that not every acorn becomes an oak tree. Um, and I think the key is, is the line in the story where he says it has something to do with cracking open and going into the ground, going into the ground of our being. Um, I, I think the cracking open for me was where my spiritual journey really took root, if you will, uh, using another metaphor. But it was, for me, it was that choice point um, in my own, you know, we talk about the finding of the bottom of the barrel, um, the choice point where we decide that we want to do something differently and we are, are uh, we're willing to acknowledge that we need help, that there is uh uh, higher power than ourselves, and that that we need that help. And the the cracking open for me was asking for help, admitting that I needed help. And I continue to crack open to this day because it really is about looking at, um, f for instance, if I'm not feeling particularly confident about confident about something, um, then I get to look at you know what's that about. 
what's what's bubbling up for me, and I get to experience a, a resurrection moment uh, quite often. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for a lot of us in recovery, that initial coming into recovery is quite a dramatic uh, cracking open moment. Yes. And as you said, though, as the recovery and the spiritual growth process occurs, there are many cracking open experiences. Uh, how are they the same or different, that initial one and, and then what continues to happen as the spiritual growth process goes continues? Well, I, I, I like to think in my own life the drama gets a little less with each cracking open um, you know, we talk about uh, the uh, the breakdown to break through. I think is the the uh, phrase that I've heard used often. And at some point, we don't need a breakdown to break through. There's a, a wonderful quote by uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith that in life we are often uh, we go through life pushed by pain until we choose to be pulled by a vision. And oftentimes it's that crisis, that breakdown, that kicks us into being open. And, uh, you know, the hope is that as we, uh, as we continue to crack open, that the drama and the breakdown part lessens. It gets easier. It gets better. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. get better at it. <laughs> right. What do you do to make, or you can't make it happen, but what do you do to keep on that path where you're being drawn by the vision rather than being pushed by the pain? Well, I think there are, you know, spiritual practice is is vital. Um, whether it's time in the quiet, whether it's prayer time, you know, whatever you do to feed your soul, to, to quiet your mind, um, uh, for me, it's nature. Um, it could be uh, some some beautiful music, um, but just staying on track with my spiritual practice um, is is really vital for me. Right. So it's that keeping up. Do you do you have a spiritual practice that you do daily? I do. Um, I, I actually, for the last six months, have been um, doing uh, the. Uh, it's a type of uh, meditation, uh, the, the brainwave. Hemisync is one of the companies, but this is – it's actually uh, thunder and rain and underneath uh, our brain entrainment. That was the, uh, the phrase that wasn't coming to my brain. But it's a, a series of CDs where it, it's just a beautiful rainfall with thunder in the background, but there actually are – uh, brain waves uh, underneath it, and that has been an important part of starting my meditations um, for the last six months. I've really, really enjoyed that. I find it helps me quiet my mind uh, fairly quickly. Um, I also uh, begin the day with uh, either the Daily Word or uh, you know some spiritual reading, Science of Mind magazine. Right. Yeah. So if you you do that and keep keep up a, a steady proactive attending to mm-hmm. that spiritual nature, it it really keeps the doors open. It really does. I, it's 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 not that things don't happen to me. It's that I notice them quicker and uh, and respond rather than react. Right. Right. Sometimes uh, people think that if they open the doors to their spiritual path or that their recovery path that they're going to end up I'm saying this with a smile mm-hmm. on my face having to become a minister <laughs> <laughs> oh. and uh, I don't know what do you have to say about that what, is, what happens to people when they open up on their spiritual path do they all have quote have to become ministers they do not have to become a minister i I tell you know my in my job i work with people uh who are feeling the call to ministry and i tell people you know you should never become a minister unless you can't do anything else and i don't mean that you're not talented but just that that sense of purpose and calling um is 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 so strong 
But no, I don't think anyone who starts a spiritual path, you know, I have a wide circle of friends, uh, some who are very involved in the unity movement, and some of them who are not, um, but who are very much on a spiritual journey, on a spiritual spiritual path. Um, some of them very traditional Christian, some of them uh, in the Eastern religion. So no, you don't have to become a minister, but if you do decide you want to become a unity minister, I'm the person to call. <laughs> that's right. That's true. <laughs> you can call him right. at Unity Institute. So what does it look like? Um, you talk about your friends that are from a variety of backgrounds and spiritual, but walking the spiritual path in different ways. So what would you say they have in common? What does spirituality look like uh, when, you know, in all of its various forms? What's the what's common about well, it? Well, I think what's common, especially in my circle of friends, is, uh, you know, I, I talked a little bit earlier about uh, I didn't want to be religious because I equated that with dogma, with uh, here's what you must believe. And uh, so what's common to my circle of friends is an open mind and an open heart, um, the ability to see God in many religious paths, spiritual paths, um, in nature, uh, in knowledge, in so many things. There's a, a, a Rumi quote that actually was uh, the theme of one of my chapel services when I was a ministerial student, and it's out beyond ideas of right and wrong. There is a field. I'll meet you there. And so, you know, I, I think just being open and uh, willing to experience God in in whatever way and by whatever name you call it. Right. What um, recovery we so often think of as an individual experience. I mean, you know, obviously it has to be. I mean, mm-hmm. an individual recovers, and of course there is that community, a recovering community, a spiritual community, which can come in many forms. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I'm wondering how you see the process of recovery as linked to uh, what is happening in the wider world or the possibilities for uh, peace, for example, for love, for prosperity in the bigger world. What's the connection? Well, I think uh, you know what's so important in recovery um, certainly was part of my journey was – tearing down the walls um, that I had built to protect myself from feelings of unworthiness, from from so many things. Um, and when we start to take down the walls and open our minds and our hearts, you know, it does. It impacts not only your individual life. It impacts how you interact with people around you. Um, you, you begin to learn to communicate in a, a, a more open way, a nonviolent way, so that you, not only are you not reacting, um, but you're not engendering other people to respond in the same way. And you're absolutely right. It, it impacts how we be in politics. Um, it impacts how we be together in community and uh, in so many organizations. And certainly um, – in, in peace, how, how we be together with one another. Um, and when we're not dealing with so much of the walls and the hurt um, and reacting from our history. Right. Yeah, good point. Um, it uh, makes – it really does make such a difference because as you're saying, when a lot of that reactivity that we have to one another or, or probably all of it comes out of – whatever it is we're hiding and 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 we may not even know we're hiding it you know and addiction is certainly a part of that that hiding process or that that wall building process so what do you uh, see as when you are working with people who are beginning their ministerial path Mm -hmm. who obviously are people who are committed to their spiritual walk what do you see um happening with them in general in terms of how they are growing and and uh, what's how are they spiritually? What's happening for them? What do they see as important about spirituality? 
Well, you know, the, the process uh, happens differently for different people, and, and so I get to be present to those journeys. And there are, you know, the different personality types coming to that spiritual journey, and some people are very much, uh, I know I was, a planner. I like to have things all lined up and know exactly how things are going to happen. And so for that particular individual, the journey to ministry might be learning to let go. And, uh, and, and just trust that the process, uh, is what it's supposed to be for them. Um, and it, it really is. It's very different for each person. But I do see, uh, in each person a willingness to, to open themselves to new experiences. I think that's key. Right, and that's spirituality, isn't it? And about those second, those second chances, opening up to the second chances. It's time for our break. Um, Listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back, and we'll be continuing our conversation about second chances, about living your authentic life, and uh, continuing our conversation with my guest, Mark Fess. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The present moment is the point of action in my life, my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state, Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here and right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment, guided and supported by God. I live my best life now. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Responding Universe Responding How do you really transform that thought you've held in your mind into a reality in your life? How do you work in partnership with God to co-create the life that you've always imagined? One way is through the Universe Responding Spiritual Model for Life. Each week, Valerie Crabtree will share how to use the universe responding elements and principles to co-create your life through continuous communication with your higher power. She'll answer your questions using this practical, understandable concept, and your life will change. Listen to Universe Responding on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery@unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're listening with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is second chances. We're talking about how recovery is all about second chances. And it's perfect for our Easter season here because a second chance is that chance at living, that deep, authentic life that's our resurrection. And my guest is Mark Fuss. Mark is a Unity minister. He is um, the admissions representative for Unity Institute, the ministerial program uh, at 
at Unity Village, and he's also a person who uh, is in long-term recovery. So Mark is sharing with us a lot of great uh, concepts about what it is to live a real life and to take advantage of those many, many second chances that we get all the time to live from our God nature. So, Mark, a book that was very important to you early on in recovery mm-hmm. uh, by is by the author Ruth Fischel, who I remember, uh, too, from years ago, and I loved her books. They're so authentic. I thought, what a warm and wonderful person. How did uh, the book by her that you got a hold of mm-hmm. affect your life? Well, you know, I stumbled across the book, uh, the job that I mentioned earlier that was not feeding me uh, I was actually uh, managing a property, a condo property at the beach. And in inspecting one of the condos, I found a stack of books that said, please take and read. So the top book was called The Journey Within, A Spiritual Path to Recovery uh, by Ruth Fishel. And I thought, hmm, that sounds interesting. So I took it to read it and was just totally blown away because she, she talks about the use of recover of uh, meditation in recovery the the importance of quieting your uh, your thoughts uh, you know i've heard it referred to as your monkey mind before where the thoughts are just running rampant but really learning to to slow down and observe those thoughts uh, and how important that is to recovery. And I, so I took the book home and I would sit on the sofa and she, she has the meditations that you would just read and, you know, starting at the top of your head, feel the, feel the warm energy flow down your neck, feel your shoulders relax. So it was, it was that, uh, detailed of a, of a little meditation, uh, but it just really blew me away by how relaxed I would feel and, um, uh, unstressed, de-stressed. Right. You know, uh, earlier today we were talking about the concept of self-worth, mm-hmm. and I certainly uh, become aware that self-worth uh, is about thoughts, but it's about a lot more than thoughts, about what you were just talking about. It's Self-worth ultimately has to do with, with being aware of our whole being, of, of our body, of um our sense of self, uh, that we count, that we matter. How does that work in your life? Well, it, I, I agree wholeheartedly. There's a, a, a quote that I want to read from the book um, that really resonated with me. It says, we act like the persons we see ourselves to be. We act in accordance with our self-image. When the opinion changes, the performance follows. And that just, when I first read that, that just rocked my world because it really was about dealing with my own issues of self-worth and um, and just what I had to contribute and what I had to offer um, those around me. What is it that you can contribute today that, though it may have been lying dormant within you, within your acorn self, um, <laughs> before recovery you couldn't really let it out. You couldn't express it. Hmm. Well, just just being able to stand up in front of people and talk about a spiritual journey and uh, their own spiritual selves. I certainly didn't see that in me. So how how could I stand up and have anything to offer anyone? Um, and that, you know, I saw that pictured, out pictured in my life repeatedly because every, everything that I did create that, that had beauty or had worth, um, I soon, uh, self-sabotaged because, you know, that couldn't be true. That wasn't who I was. Right. That's, that's (laughs) really profound. Yeah. I know that you are a retreat leader as well as, as part of the, the ministry and spiritual work that you do, that you contribute to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you've got a retreat coming up, so we'll ask you to tell us about that. And But also, uh, in general, why do retreats, why can retreats be helpful for us? Okay. Uh, well, in general, I think the, the act of coming apart for a while, you know, the biblical uh, 
go up the mountain to pray, just separating ourselves from the busyness of our lives. I mean, we live in such a world of full of technology. You know, everywhere we turn, we're, we're such multitaskers. And just the act, simple act of stepping apart for a while and, you know, the uh, – uh, Finding a retreat space that works for you and being uh, with a group of like-minded people, um, for me, that's part of that cracking open. It's the first step in cracking open and going into the ground uh, that, that really engenders that growth. You have to be willing to slow down and stop. In order to open up, and there are actually um, just briefly, I'll mention two retreats that I'm a part of. Uh, the first one coming up June 21st through 24th here at Unity Village, and it's simply Unity Retreat, but it's about finding your prayer voice, and it's exactly what we talked about earlier about finding God uh, and your own sense of self worth, your inner divinity. Uh, wherever you find it, and what resonates for you is it walking in the woods is it uh, is it doing meditation is it you know in spiritual community and so that 's what this retreat is about um, is really uh, quieting the voices in your head and finding your own uh, way of connecting with uh, your inner divinity and with with divine. And the second one is this sum, this uh, September, and I'm really uh, – we talk a lot about self-worth here, and this uh, is uh, – it's called Out in the Open, and it's an LGBT spiritual experience. Um, and uh, again, this is an exploration of self-worth and the messages that we take on from other people and about really living an authentic life. Right. Those are powerful uh, retreat experiences. And uh, as you said, it's, it's like when we back up and take that time in the quiet, that's when we really find that, that sense of, of presence and that sense that, that we matter and that we are connected mm-hmm. to spirit or God or the life force or whatever term we use for it. And it, it uh, really shifts all those societal messages. So no matter what it is that sort of you know, the outer world has all its sort of crazy labels and stuff about how it <laughs> sets it up. Yeah. We get we get detached from that. Yes, yes, and that's the beautiful part of doing a, doing a retreat, whether it's here at Unity Village or or you know somewhere close to to where you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, in general, what do you see happening for people that uh, in retreats that uh, either you lead or people that are your peers when you're maybe participating in a retreat? What kind of growth happens for them? Well, I I know uh, just thinking about last year's uh, LGBT retreat, there were people there, you know, 80-year-old great-grandmothers who had just just come out and were dealing with different issues Um, than there were, you know, the 20-somethings who had a very different life experience. But it was about um, connection. It was about... Uh, support and and affirmation, and I find that in any retreat, um, it, it you build a sense of community, a cocoon of safety, where it's okay to crack open and and look at some of your 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 deeper stuff, and you know it happens differently for different people. Right, I think about a a, a quote that I heard from the author and the teacher. Parker Palmer, mm-hmm. who who talked about uh, in the safety of of a, a spiritual group, how we're doing a sacred uh, service for each other by holding a, one another's souls, yes. so that we might find ourselves. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, what uh, else would you say to us about this process of second chances? Do you? How do you think your life is different today? Because you said, and and I'll say that you said yes to your second chance. Yes, I, I know your story. Your initial uh, coming into recovery story involves a few things about spending nights on the park bench. I think in Central <laughs> Park, you could have said, "Okay, that's life," but you right. didn't. Right. You well, said, you, you said something different. I, I did. I did, and I actually had uh, two previous uh, attempts at recovery, at rehab, um, and I, you know, eventually 
my answer was muddy. I started out with the best of intentions, but this last time it was actually a park bench in Stuyvesant Park in New York City. Um, I used up every friend's sofa that I had, and I found myself homeless. And it was it was that choice point where I realized something has to change or you're going to die. And I said yes to that resurrection moment, to that choice point. What gave you the guts to say yes, Mark? Well, I think uh, uh, support from my friends and my family, um, uh, really s- the, the meditation piece was vital and finding a community of support, whether it was a, you know the 12-step. For me, it was a unity uh, church community that included many uh, 12-steppers uh, who supported me on my journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for sharing with us about uh, the power of second chances and the power of saying yes to those. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great, and it's great to be sharing this with you at this season of Easter Resurrection, when that God nature, that Christ consciousness is risen in all of us. Yes. So next week, we're going to have uh, Ray Nelson as our guest, and he's going to be talking about when in doubt, focus out, and uh, he'll be sharing with us about what it means to... uh, Get outside of yourself uh, when you're having one of those uh, down moments and how to live that self-worth and know that you do have a lot to offer. So God bless you and have a wonderful uh, week. Know that you're in my thoughts and prayers. Glad you're joining us on Spirit of Recovery. And thank you again to my guest, Mark Fess. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer 
Activating the Power of Yes to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon Central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.